Welcome to the DJ and Dads podcast. In this episode, we have a lot of news coming straight out of the DJ and Press. We have D God season three, Rec League Mint with his, which is the basey kind of IP in a game, and much, much more. So, welcome to the podcast. And we have I, myself, Kyle Wilson, as one of the co hosts, and co host Chris Coffee as my fellow co host partner over there. Uh, Chris, what's going on, man? How are you today on this beautiful DGen day. Hey man, I am great. Just trying to get the week started nice, trying to be productive, uh, feeling pretty good. As you can see, rocking some cool cat merch today. Uh, I got the plushes, got the hat, I got plush for each of my girls. I always like to try to get NFT stuff, uh, you know, when I can. So I'm excited. This came in actually really fast, and I think the hat's cool. Looks pretty dope, man. Um, I see it. It's cool. Um, I got like a collection of like Web3 hats around the house. So it's always nice to to get some Web3 merch and kind of rock it. I hope it kind of just becomes a predominant like part of my wardrobe. And I feel like it slowly is. Um, but yeah, so anyways, let's dive into it, man. First up, we have the D-Gods, you know, for a lot of you guys out there that haven't heard or haven't seen it. We got more wanted... breaking news first to talk about before the, uh, the NFT news. So, yeah, so let me get through this real quick. It's just D-Gods. Um, they're supposed to be, you know, changing their art collection to be kind of a luxury. They're aiming to be the number one NFT project in the entire space. And it's kind of been a long journey for them. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, but first, Chris has some breaking news. Yeah, man. The, uh, the, the plane lady, the crazy plane lady self-proclaimed, uh, today post on X after what, like almost a year going by the lady that was like, Hey, there's something on the back of the plane and starts cursing out the, uh, the attendants and the security officers finally comes out today and is like our, with an apology uh, video, basically saying, I'm sorry for basically cursing in front of everybody's kids. I'm sorry for freaking out. We all have our bad day and then pointed it back to like mental health internet cyberbullying how uh things went too far but she also did include that you know she thought some of the memes were funny and that she has a strong support system with her friends and family uh what'd you what's your thoughts on that kyle yeah man um i don't know what i think about it to be honest i mean she apologized it is what it is i don't know what she's dealing with personally mental health issues you know if she didn't you know, maybe medical issues, there could have been a numerous amount of things here. So I don't want to like put in, you know, any kind of judgment on this lady. She apologized. She did it what she had to do. Um, but I did see some pretty funny stuff as well. I've been seeing it on the feed. So I'm glad she acknowledged the funny part, the humor of it. But I get at the same time, it is like for her, a lot of, you know, she's having to struggle, go through it, deal with the entire weight of the entire internet. And I've been there, man, but not the entire weight of the internet. And so I, I kind of feel for her a little bit on that. And I hope she gets to, you know, 100% good health and good standing and all that stuff and, and gets that all that taken care of because that, that's what matters most. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have any thoughts about it, but I did see somebody make a cartoon, which is <laughs> really funny. Um, she was like looking to the back of the airplane and it was like a bunch of aliens and creatures and they're all kind of like staring at her like, what? what? <laughs> like what, what's, you know, what's not normal about this? So I don't know. Lots of funny stuff out there, but yeah. yeah I'm kind of mad that she dropped a video and like didn't even like hint to what she felt like she saw. Like, sure, she doesn't have to tell us, but, like, we've been curious for a year, and you're going to come out on video and just be like, look, I'm sorry I acted that way. But, like, at least kind of tell us, you know, like, <laughs> you know, this. I felt like I saw an alien or even, like, I was really drunk or I was on – I mean, she doesn't have to sit there and say she's on drugs or drunk or whatever, but, like, come on, man. Like, give us a little something. And, uh, yeah, the apology video, I, I don't feel like she really needed to apologize, like – I, I hesitate to say it's bro, not bro, a big deal, see, but it's it's not a big see, deal. Did you see she had a, a YouTube link in her bio no, on Twitter? <laughs> I, yeah, her actual Twitter had a YouTube, and she's already got like a thousand. I guess she posted on YouTube and had like over a thousand subs or almost two thousand subs. I'm sure more now. But I was like, "Yo, is this like a, a marketing move?" Because oh, yeah. I heard she was in marketing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to kind of take in here. It was interesting. She didn't really give us any details, but maybe in due time, uh, perhaps she will. I don't know. People, so we'll, people we'll also see. thought it was fake. They're like, oh, this is AI generated, or that's clearly not the same girl. Um, I definitely think it is, but I mean, at the same time, like, it would be kind of easy to be like, to kind of look like that girl 
and want to pivot that into monetization and into like a name for yourself if she never comes out with it you know and you kind of look like her and can like you know do that like i could see somebody pivoting that like it wouldn't be it wouldn't absolutely shock me if it wasn't her but i do think it's her yeah i it to me it looked different because like you saw her from her front angle and it's hard to say because like the side angle from the original video it's hard to tell like what she actually looks like and it, it's kind of funny because in, in this new video she's like all like dressed up to the to, you know got the makeup going she's got like full out man she got ready for that video so. i liked how she in the in her apology video she was like um yeah we all have our our bad days mine just got like caught on camera like while like i see the overlying point like no we we do not all get on a public plane and freak out and act like there's something in the back of the plane to scare everyone on the plane so the plane stops for it no we don't all have that day ma'am <laughs> like that's a really 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 that, bad that's, day that's man a very, that's a really bad that's a day. you problem that's not a, that's not an everybody problem you know yeah that's like a really bad day that's like one in a million bad day but uh yeah i agree with you man that's it's it's wild so and that's like a lot of plane incidents have been happening you know society in general is just kind of like off the rocker a little bit um so it's kind of sad to see that honestly just in general on airplanes it's like people you got to calm down you got to take your whatever you're on medication make sure you take it do your due diligence i don't know like just chill out people like say a prayer before you go on the plane i don't know whatever helps you get through the process but like, please, like, don't scare everybody else in Jack. Like, everybody else is going through the same stuff, too. You know, like somebody could be going through a family death. Somebody could be going through, you know, whatever. Like they could be sick. And you're over here, you know, like bl putting everybody on blast and so selfishly that you're not thinking about anybody else. I mean, uh, granted, like not not to say that, like, you know, she could have been experiencing health issues or whatever, too. So not to like bash her, but just I'm talking about the other incidents out there yeah, I mean, uh, that have kind of gone on. At but, the end yeah. of the day, like obviously, like I support mental health and I would stand against cyberbullying. Um, but she has her own like fan base and her own like people that don't like her. And that's just part. Dude, she that, should. NFT fixes this, bro. <laughs> well, that's just part of like. <laughs> doing something that's like newsworthy or making content or what you're gonna have haters you're gonna have people that support you and like unfortunately the day we live in if you do something extreme you kind of set yourself up for either being supported or people not liking you so like of course like i don't endorse anybody like cyberbullying her but like you also like gave the opportunity to like put yourself in that platform like you can't stop a plane and expect that not to hit the media speaking of which Speaking of setting yourself up, D gods, D gods, we'll talk about that. But All right, we got to talk about yeah, this, yeah. man. It, it's a lot. We got to get to our Web three stuff. We're gonna have to like show some <laughs> like throughout this uh, throughout this podcast if we can, man. Like it's it's wild. Nah. No, okay, no. Nah. All right, all right. So, uh, I yeah, I wish I had some bookmark and save some stuff. I have, I think I have Frank's. I thought I had Frank's pulled up here, uh, but it was a downgrade, is what they called it, um, where essentially they took like their existing art and made it like more simple. Um, and a lot of people like were anticipating a lot, like they were anticipating like this crazy art change. It's like over the top, like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to get? And it like ended up just being uh, more simple art. And so like it took their existing art and just kind of like used less colors and people were like, yo, yo, wait, wait, what, what a minute, like, what, <laughs> that, that was, that's what took, like, months and months and months, and, like, a ton of money, and moving all these different chains, and everything's going on, and this was the big season three announcement, was just, you just took out, like, a, a wrinkle in my guy's face, and made it look, like, more simple, like, and so a lot of people freaked out at first, but I think as they started rolling out, like, some of this, like, explanation why because like i guess it takes more brain power to to process more colors in a picture and so that they like how to explain themselves and all that and some people it started i think it started growing on a couple of people but chris what's your thoughts on this whole thing yeah so while i'm saying this uh, i sent you a dm on twitter so you can see what i'm about to talk about also if you wanted to put that up in the in the recording you can if not no big deal i'll try to explain it um first off i like frank i like d gods i like utes um and I don't think this is like worth like 
budding the project over. But I do think it's funny. I mean, some of these are pretty bad. Uh, this guy named Bear posted his. It says my mid turned into a floor. And like his mid, which was his season 2D god, um, before it got the upgrade or downgrade, uh, had like a nice big gold chain. Uh, the scars kind of looked cool. Um, the, sh- the sweatshirt was like torn up and stuff. And I get why they wanted to like you know, kind of tone it down just a bit because, I mean, his shirt said, like, hell on it and it's got blood on it. So, like, you know, maybe that's not best for reaching a mass audience. But, like, the new version is the chains on the outside of the hoodie, bro. Like, you know, who wears a chain on the outside of their hoodie? Like, literally, he's got a hoodie on and then he's got his chain around his hoodie. It's, like, a very tiny golden chain, which uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. And the rest of it looks okay. I mean, the hoodie is almost like too plain or whatever. By the way, I really like plain stuff. Like I'm more of like a simplistic style. Uh, but the next one I want to talk about is this guy named Jared. I sent I sent Kyle both of these, uh, which I want to know your thoughts on them afterwards. Uh, Jared's like is wearing these like really cool glasses. Yes, that, I'm, I'm actually sharing. If you can pull it up, I'm actually sharing it right these, now. These uh these really cool. Well, it's probably not going to be shared though on the uh, actual the way that we record this. So they won't right. see this. Um, he's wearing these like really cool, like trippy glasses. He like his skin's like cracked. He's wearing his whatever. Uh, this like very like illuminescent uh, chain. And all that, you know, whatever. The upgrade makes him look like a total Chad, bro. The dude's got a, just a plain red bad he- red headband. This like VR looking headset on him, even though it is gold. I guess that's cool, but it's just. I don't know, man. I, it's 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 something. What do you think of it? Uh, yeah, man. I I don't like. It's crazy. Like they definitely made it way more simple. Like Chris was saying, there's like cuts and like all over. Like it looked kind of like grungy <laughs> slash like really detailed. And then they just took all the detail, all the like the 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 scarring and like all that stuff like out of their like characters. And just made it like super simple. Some of the some of the changes look good. Uh, I I do agree with some of these like uh, characters that they do look better. Um, you know, in more mainstream appeal and more like luxury looking, like more simple. Um, so I like some of them, but yeah, in this case, some of them were kind of weird. It was like you know, you took a big old like fat chain and and turned it into like this dainty like little bitty like little bitty chain, and it was like yo whoa like. I bought like I spent like you know six or eight ETH or whatever on this character, and then you're gonna like downgrade my little my big chain into a small tiny itty bitty chain, yeah. like yo like you know now like because before you know maybe perhaps somebody with a lot of money would have bought that big chain NFT because it represented them well. Now they're kind of like ah, I don't know about that NFT now, and so that's what he means by like my mid turned into a floor. And I will so. say you don't have to to do this like you can choose to keep the former version um but i think it's like incentivized to do it like they're thinking about maybe even like doing rewards for people who do it early blah blah blah. uh well that's actually the utes migration so the utes that, that's another side announcement uh the utes which is their secondary collection is migrating from polygon to eth which is its own set of controversial issues uh, but yeah you don't have to upgrade or downgrade uh, so I don't think some people should trip out about it. Now, what I don't know is if you've already chose to, if like you weren't able to see it beforehand, if you're just stuck with it, I, I honestly don't know that. So I, I think Jared's, I, I like both, honestly, like I like both. Like it's like this guy with a mullet and he's got like these giant, like Oakley looking <laughs> glasses on like these giant, like visor glasses. And uh, before I'm looking at the before and after, and I actually like both. Like in that case, because he's got the overalls. Yeah. They're like, dude, this guy looks like he's like American AF. He like he's about to go in the street waving the flag. Like he looks like that. Like I don't know. There's a guy that does a comedy skit. He's really funny, but he he reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, but that one's a pretty good before and after in turn. Like I would want both of those. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to say. I like I'm kind of fifty fifty on some of them. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty bad. And on others, I'm like, ah, that's not too bad at all. Um, I think the like, what was it? Frank's like Frank had like a re- like an Adam's apple removed. It was like, yo, this is like not really much so, of a change. Some of at them all. look exactly the same, bro. And then some of some yeah, it was like different. the shading around and the Adam's apple is gone. And it was like that simple. It was like, yo, that that that's what took like months. So, but I get it. They had to go individual yeah. and probably and, and redo each one. This did so. get fudded probably more than it deserved. Uh, you know, it, it, there's one thing about just like saying you don't like it or joking about it, but people are like, you know, 
obviously trying to tear down the project for it. I don't agree with that. And then there was also controversy over like their female de goddesses. Um, but it's just hard to be like, I I've read from like multiple people that are artists like that, like doing representing like females in art is just hard to like please everybody. Uh, I thought they looked good, but I don't know. I guess some people didn't. Um, also Frank tried to respond to this. He dropped a 14 minute video of him just talking to the camera on his iPhone. Um, and basically just try to talk about their vision, who they are, what they're about and all that stuff. I watched like a couple of minutes of it. I mean, it was okay. It kind of seemed unneeded for me, but again, I like Frank, but, uh, I don't, you know, this, I think the main thing was there's a lot of hype behind this and it just wasn't a big delivery and he's aware of that. Yeah. So he, um, I actually, I didn't think the video was too bad. He's got like 530 K views. Yeah, that on was it. nuts, dude. Um, For him just to be talking in front of his phone camera and like generating half a million views as an NFT project founder. That's, that's pretty legit, bro. That's bullish for the project. Yeah. So, so uh, the pros and cons for me in, in this video was the pro I'll go over the pros first. He had a lot of valid points. Like if nobody was talking about D gods, he wouldn't have like kind of accomplished that mission. But since even, even if it's negative, people are still talking about D gods. We're talking about D gods. So in that regard, he has captured a lot of attention and has done right to the community to a degree there. Cause like any press is like good press as the kind of like rule of thumb goes. Um, and that's kind of like what Trevor was saying about McFarlane is like, even if the floor goes like, it's like below retail, or there's any action in the secondary market is proving that people are still just active mm. in the app in general and any activity is good activity. And that's kind of what Frank was saying in the video. And I do agree with that. I think that like, since if nobody was talking about it, nobody cared, then that would be more negative than positive. So I think they got a dub here, just the amount of attention, the views, like all of that, um, where I'm kind of like <laughs> the con of it is i guess um well i'll let you kind of go into some some pros and cons what, what, what was your thoughts on the video um and let me kind of regather my my cons on the on the on the video. sure like i said i only watched the first few minutes um one of the cons it, it makes sense but you're supposed to go to the pros so i can rebuttal oh, the con. <laughs> uh, i mean the only pro that i saw in the first few minutes is that it got five hundred thousand. it got half a million views and uh got half a frank is very yeah. good with attention and he seems genuine and like i get what he's saying like i feel like that is other than like maybe his like uh on on bitcoin like his ordinals meant like i feel like it is a lot of pressure like when your holders decide that they want the floor to be ten thousand dollars you know, and now you're kind of like, well, dang, now I got to make this a uh, worth, you know, that pressure of, like, I guess now I got to make this worth $10,000. And, um, but yeah, I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go cons too. I'll, I'll agree with you. So one of the cons is like, uh, basically, even though I support Frank, like he's very clear about like, we're learning as we go and that's super transparent. So I guess that could be a pro as well. But at the same time, it's like, that's a lot of money involved to have your founder say like, I'm just learning as we go. You know, that's one of the things about like the founder that I support the most, who I work for as well, Trevor at Ninja Alerts and with the Bitcoin Frontier Fund is like, he's like, he's established, like he's been doing this for over a decade, successful entrepreneur, launched startups, sold startups. Um, so like I trust his vision, extremely intelligent, uh, v, uh, VC investor. So like, I feel more comfortable, like with trusting his vision, you know, but when I have a founder that's kind of younger than me, I mean, ages and everything, uh, at all. But when I have a founder that's younger saying, well, I'm just kind of learning as I go, it's kind of like, well, I hope you do have more, more plans and, and resources than just like hype cycles. Um, again, I like Frank, I, I don't, I, I need to, I want that to like be known while I'm saying this Two, I agree with this, but not a good rebuttal to the hype you, you uh, built is like, well, if you buy a Utes or D gods, then you'll get engagement, you know, and then that engagement should, uh, like basically be a good starting point for like our delivery on utility. Like, yes, but like, I don't know. Again, that's kind of like a an obvious thing like you you buy an nft that like is that has a lot of holders a lot of community then you know you'll get engaged from that community i don't know that's just to me like that kind of fell into your lap so i don't know if that's a good like bull case for like the vision um I, you know i don't know uh I, I feel like everything i'm saying is negative i don't want to be that negative towards frank but it just it was 
Yeah, I mean, to me, this whole like D God season three, it should have just like people didn't like it. That sucks. Let's move on. But it's kind of like becoming like, more of like a long drawn out deal. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are reacting to it, but yeah, again, like that goes back to one of the pros, I think. There, but back to your point on the cons, I do agree with that. Like you, you it, in terms of like hype, you can't. That can't be your your sales pitch. Like we're hype, we're getting attention. Like if you buy, if you like buy in, bro. Like it feels like an MLM like kind of pitch. Like it's like you buy in, you're gonna get followers. Like come on, you know. It's like ah, we can't, we can't really. That's not a sell point, man. That's like sure that can happen but you can't really promise that you can't really sell that as like one of your core features because what happens tomorrow if you know some crazy fud happens and your project like goes like below you know or whatever like i'm not saying that would happen like again like i'm I'm with you i like frank he understands collectibles really well i've heard him talk a lot about collecting the dynamics like he's really smart um his video I thought was was not too bad for like looking like it wasn't edited. He didn't say, um, yeah, you know, like so, so he had professional semi-professional delivery there. Um, so like, you know, uh, and I know it's tough for you in his shoes. Like he's young. There's a lot of pressure there. Um, and, and I get it, man. That's, that's a lot of pressure to live up to and all the hype. But um, I, I wanted to see a little bit more, like hear a little bit more about like, points parlor the vision the long-term vision this is what we're like we're pivoting into luxury like these are the things we're thinking about long term and i wanted to hear more of that vision instead of like responding to so much the the con or like the art it's like man just cast more vision there you know look at the long term here and this is why i do like you know i know like your thoughts on neo tokyo and, and things like that in terms of the founder but um the the thing i do like about it is like years ago when Neo Tokyo launched it, like, you know, the founders came out like Becker and he was saying, this is look, look, the price is like 60 ETH. We flipped Basie, but this isn't going to be sustainable. Like he's like, if, as a matter of fact, if you need to take profits, probably you should take them. Like, um, he's like, this is a, not a hype project. This is like, if anything, this is just a club and an Illuminati where, you know, I'm not going to be out there just like hyping and shilling the bags like this isn't how it works. And so I, I, I have a lot of respect for Alex Becker in that sense, because years ago he laid that expectation. And um, here we are now in the bear market of NFTs. And a lot of these projects are kind of struggling. And Frank even said himself, you know, like, um, hey, you're going to have to like you know, give us, give us a little bit of space here and stop putting so much pressure on us. And we've seen that time and time again with all these other projects, doodles, now D gods. And again, um, I, I just think Neo Tokyo has tremendous room to grow and likes to grow because that expectation was already set years ago. Um, and the founders have done a, a good job and I think they're just getting warmed up. And as soon as the web three bull market, the, the gaming bull market comes, it's going to be kind of game on. And a lot of these products are going to be like, you know, it's going to be good. So anyways, that's my thoughts on it. Like, again, um, Frank's young. I hope he succeeds. Hope he takes D-Gods to the moon and back and all that good stuff. And I see a lot of their holders. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of their holders and, and the Utes. And I, I actually love the Utes more. I almost love the Utes more than the D-Gods, cool, you know, to be like honest. Yeah, I wish I had a Ute because I think they're cool. We didn't get that Ute but, list. Um, that, was a, that was a... Bro, I know they faded us. <laughs> like, we're going to hold them to yeah. that. So, Frank, if you're watching, we're going to hold you to that, man. Sweep the floor. Give me and Chris a Ute, and we'll be we'll be pro, pro D yeah. God and pro Ute. Dude, so. speak, no, I'm already pro. I'm already pro. Of, but uh, um, speaking yeah. of founders, uh, we didn't even put this on our show notes, but uh, kid called Beast Man. Ooh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of the founders. Do you want to tell that story a little bit, or you want me to tell it? Yeah. I, or and then I'll ask you your thoughts on it. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I'll give a backstory on Kick Call Beast real quick. Uh, Raspy's already, which is the founder, already has had his fair share of controversy. I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, basically, he just went off on people randomly, and uh, I, you know, whatever. Uh, strong community in the Kick Call Beast, but uh, kind of just, I don't know. It's just like time and time again, there's just a questionable things. Like even the mint was questionable i think around mint time like there was like a uh, a possibility of or at least people believing that it was maybe like an orchestrated hack uh like uh, evolving around some of the founders 
I'm not fully, I don't really believe that, but it was, it's just interesting looping back to what just happened. Uh, one of the co-founders, uh, Cron was it, uh, basically got like fell victim to a hack, um, and asked for donations from the community. He allegedly received $50,000 in donations. I heard it was 90 K really. He, he allegedly yeah, received $90,000 in donations. And then like less than a couple of days afterwards, I guess, was like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically stepping down from a kid called Beast and I'm going to go pursue other things. Like I think specifically like in AI and like in a, a different field. Yeah, man, it, it's it's rough for the a kid called Beast, you know, project holders. I know a lot of people in the VV community bought like a, a truckload of them. And, uh, and that was one like I was interested in getting into like like way below one ETH. Um, it went up and I was like, yeah, I was, I was kind of like telling people, like, I know I saw Biscuit. She's like, should I sell? And I was like, yeah, because it went up to like 1.6 E. Yeah. I'm like, that is a massive gainer. Um, but, you know, uh, aside from that, like that taking profits, I do feel for the a kid called Beast um, community. Like, it's really strong, like you said. Um, again, it's one of those ones where it's like not good, like, good not a good look for the Web3 space. Um, but at the same time, there was a lot of red flags there. So it was more like, you kind of had to do your due diligence and and kind of decide as an adult like what you want to do with that um, information. You know, I, like you said in the initial part, allegedly um, they had you know reserved a lot of their own mint back to their own wallets and like dispersed it to like some some of their own That's wallets what it was. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they use like that one app to like like tumble their trans try to hide their transactions, but somebody found it, and a lot of people defended them like, oh, like you know. Um, it's their decision to, to hold back some for their family and friends and things like that. Um, but then hindsight, like this happened. Um, they, essentially, that was like a rug pull in terms of one of the co-founders, like, you know, allegedly faking a hack. Again, I don't know if this is completely true. So you do your own research. Like this is all just alleged. Uh, but he obviously did uh, leave because the actual project, you know, tweeted about it and said, like, look, our vision, our mission is the same. Like, we're going to set out and do our holders right, blah, blah, blah. So he really did leave. Um, but, yeah, allegedly. And so it's interesting, man. It, it's sad. I think it, it like communities like that, it really disheartens them and, uh, you know, keeps them from looking at really good projects out there. Um you know, but again, the the red flags are there. Um, you just have to be making mature enough decisions personally to decide, like, you know, is this a red flag? Is it not? Did they are, are they just lying about the the sending to friends and family? Like, I, should I? You know, so those are all the things that you should be asking yourself. Not for, you know, just just to say not to save your bags, but just for your own due diligence and your own well-being out there not financial advice yeah man yeah. I, I mean i definitely feel for the community and like i hope it does turn around and i think it could you know like apparently raspy was like a successful like entrepreneur before made a lot of money in the gold industry and investing uh doesn't need this apparently and has a lot of good connections so like i really do hope it turns around uh, i have like been tempted to buy on a couple of occasions i really like a lot of the community i know a lot of the community and uh it's a cool looking project like a lot of it around it there has just been a few red flags due to like Raspi and Cron specifically that like have just kind of like, I don't know what's true and what's not at the end of the day. So like, I don't want to accuse him of doing these things, but like there are things that like, uh, you know, I just like him, him snapping on people or like, or constantly talking about how everybody's against him or whatever. Like I get that, but like you put yourself in the, in those shoes by, by coming out and starting a project, you know, like I have people like, do stuff to me all the time because like I'm a content creator. Like they'll like go out of their way to like leave a rude comment or like dissect a 10 second clip of what I said in an hour long podcast or whatever. You're like that's part of being a content creator. Like, yeah, it sucks, but like I don't sit here and whine about it on social media all day. Like I might like highlight a comment and laugh at it and it might affect me sometimes and sometimes it doesn't, but that's what I chose. So it's not like a always me, like why does this happen to me? Like I hate that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like you chose this. Like, I'm sorry. It sucks. I hate that people are so negative. I hate that there's trolls on the internet. Like I hate that like people can't just be happy and like try to like focus on the good things that we're building, but people are people. And like, if you put yourself in a position to where like they're going to come after you and that's just one of those things like people that are building and developing just like 
be confident in what you're doing, connect to people who are also confident and screw the trolls, you know, like I use them as engagement now, like whatever, like I don't even block most of them. So, you know, like it is what it is. Like you have to develop, and you know this, Kyle, you've been a content creator for a long time. Like you have to develop this like hardened like uh, skin of like people are going to say like rude things towards you. And that just needs to be like, if anything, either it just needs to be white noise or it needs to be a driver to like, you know, or, or, or like use them. I, honestly, I feel like the best thing to do right now, especially on the X platform, is like just use them as engagement, bro. Like I get ad revenue off of people like viewing my my like post now. So like whatever. I literally made a post the other day. I was like, should I block all fifty people that I uh, should I unblock all fifty you people unblock, yeah. that uh, I have blocked now? Because anytime they come, want to leave a rude comment, they're literally paying me now. So like you know, <laughs> like hey, come come pay yeah. my bills. Did you unblock no, him? I didn't. I, I'm too. I, I'm yeah. too sensitive, bro. I, I don't. I, 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 I blocked. <laughs> I did. I did block. Uh, I blocked a troll, and then I unblocked him because I was like, "Wait a minute." Well, I'll, I'll, but I, a I, lot of people that I have. I have my old trolls still blocked. Yeah, though. you know, I'm actually pretty. Uh, like, I don't block very loosely. So, like, a lot of people that I've blocked, like, have either like death threatened me, have like threatened my family, or have like really crossed the line. And there might be like just a few in there that have like just caught me on a bad day to where i'm just like all right i don't want to hear i today is not the day and i might have like blocked them so but like a lot of my lists like if you've like threatened me i don't really want you i don't want to have anything to do with you you know so um i've also like had people on that list who were like that threatened me and like i've like <laughs> i had to hold another can of worms so all right well we got a yeah, lot sorry. of topics here um we have discord trading bots there's coca-cola on chain summer yeah, that was a big one about that with Coinbase, yeah, Coinbase, they they just launched their layer two, which is really using the Optimism tech stack. Um, but they have launched their own branded L2 layer two on the Ethereum network and highly scalable. They're looking to onboard developers, users, all kinds of stuff, including brands that they have signed, like Coca Cola, for example, to name just a few. There's a lot, actually, a lot of brands. Um, they launched, it was pretty cool. They even had one of their NFTs shut down and artists launched on there and his art was like flagged on like every social media platform for a DK. second. And then they came, yeah, DK who's super notorious for what's these like called animated loops that they just, it looks like a fluid loop. So you can't really tell the beginning of the end of the loop. And he's really notable for that. And it's like cool, like Mario looking animations and he had one where one character was like jumping on the uh, Washington uh, or the White House building and like planning an Ethereum and a Bitcoin yep. flag. And that's what got his like the art shut down on. So it was so stupid. Was I'm stupid. like, it's literally just a little cute. It's art. Yeah. It's literally motion art. And I, I, I just think that's ridiculous. Anyway, spent too much money on that. On Chain Summer, it launched. Chris, what's your thoughts about this? Yeah, I think it's really cool, man. Uh, it's really cheap, you know, because it's a layer two, so it's not like Ethereum fees. Uh, it's easier to bridge now to bridge your ETH over to base, so you can mint some of this stuff. Uh, I minted too many of those because, like, it's really just for the art. You know, it wasn't really like it shouldn't have been financial incentive, but I did the rule of three like normal. I was like, I want to keep one. I want to flip one, and I want to hold one to decide what to do with later. My problem was I forgot that there was one one Ethereum flag and one BTC flag. So I actually ended up having to get six. So I spent like 0.07 ETH probably on that, um, and I don't even know what it's at now. It's probably break even or a little bit lower. Uh, but the newest one is the Coca-Cola. I'm not participating in that. Um, I don't know, man. One, I'm just not a fan of Coca-Cola. I dumped all my stock a long time ago. Company made, As a business owner, the company made me really mad, uh, like in Web2 Spear. Uh, so I told them that I wouldn't support them in any way. So I don't. And um, I don't know. They've just kind of nothing but extracted from, from Web3. I actually made a post about this the other day. So, like, I'm okay if you're, like, a collectible platform and then you have things drop and it's no utility. Like, VV, to me, is safe because VV is a collectible platform. If they add utility, that's a bonus. But at the end of the day, their biggest promise is these are premium 3D collectibles. Cool. But when you're a Web2 brand and you've already launched one product, which is kind of a one-of-one one, on Ethereum a couple years ago, which is Coca-Cola, and then they dropped uh, Snow Globes on Vivi, and now they're doing art on base, what point does it not just kind of seem like a cash grab, you know? And, and again, like, I don't want people to take that and be like, oh, Chris called Vivi a cash grab. It's like, no, like, you have opportunities here. Like, you have Vivi for the collectibles. You already have your one-of-one, one, you know, whatever. Um, and so now's your chance to maybe incorporate your huge business into like a web three model to where you're like you could do like an exclusive coca-cola drop or do like 
something, anything. You're not an art company. I don't care if you work with an artist, but instead what they want to do is extract more value. So they're going to like, oh, we're going to call this art, drop like six different variations of this art and you can buy it. Like, I don't know. There's a certain point for me. It's just like this Web2 company is obviously just trying everything they can do to extract money out of our space. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to admit it because of that. Yeah, to me, um, I just don't want to admit it because I was like, uh, I, I'm not a big Coca. Like, Coca-Cola is cool um, for their, like, I know they have a collectible community. So perhaps they're, they maybe they're appealing to, to them. But I, to me, I'm not, it's not for me, but I, I do like what Starbucks has yeah. done. Um, and their loyalty or kind of re- rewards program, how they have that set up. So one of the few brands that have actually kind of done it right and kind of merging Web 2 with Web 3 and rewarding their community. Um, and they're based on Polygon and another layer too. So, um, you know, I, I'm not like a huge Starbucks guy, but um, I do appreciate Starbucks for for uh, rolling out that program and kind of a model. You better not be a Starbucks and I think, guy. But I think that the Amazon will probably follow a similar suit. They already are with Prime Gaming. You know, if you have Prime subscription, you get these gaming NFTs for free. Um, what they've done with Mojo uh, or Mojo Melee or whatever it's called and Blanco's Block Party. Um, they've rolled out free NFTs. I think those were also based on Polygon, as a matter of fact. Um, so, yeah, it's just good to see like some of these platforms doing it kind of right in, in so, to some regard. And I think they should even improve on that model to go the next level, you know, merch, meetup, whatever, like, you know, go the next step. And I think Nike is even following in that kind of path as well. Um, And I think we'll see more from that. Yeah, currently it's like their NFTs are really expensive, like an artifact. And I hope they do um, more affordable things. But uh, the dot swoosh, you know, a lot of that stuff's um, pretty affordable. And I hope they do a little bit more on that end too, so. To me, the the thing that mo- makes most sense for these big brands coming into Web three, if it's you know according to the laws that we have in place for like what's a security and what's not, would be to have, and this is what Starbucks alluded to, would be to have a point system that every time you buy one of their products, you get points. Those points be on chain, and then you can then either use those points to buy other things, or you can sell them to other people. Because that would make the most sense to me because you've always already had like point systems in place so that you don't really need, you know, blockchain for that. But if you do want to sell it uh, in, a, in a fast transaction or just like on the chain, that would make the most sense to me. I don't know if there's even like a Web2 fashion that you could do that for. Or you, you could also sell it for these other cryptocurrencies, you know. Um, so that would make sense to me. Or they can incorporate it like, I mean, Starbucks is doing a great job at it. Um, I don't know, literally anything, man. Make it make it a higher mint, make it a higher barrier to entry, and give you an exclusive Coca Cola label. You know, if, for collectors. You know, now that would require shipping and everything. But I mean, look who we're talking about. We're talking about Coca Cola. Like, there, there's a lot of other things. Heck, dude, I even like I minted an Outback NFT like a year and a half ago, and I got a free Bloomin' Onion with a Dr Pepper. You know, like that wasn't too hard for Outlook back to do. They essentially like through the NFT sent me a link, uh, a, a coupon cl- code, like to a link you know, to redeem it. So literally anything. But yeah, I digress. Uh, if you're a collectible platform, I'm OK with you not having utility. But if you're releasing on different cha- different blockchains, different platforms and all of it just seems to extract value, there comes to a point where it's like, OK, are you going to actually contribute anything or are you just going to constantly just try to, to do whatever you can to take money while you can? Yeah, this technology allows for obviously rewards programs. So you think like more companies would take advantage of that. Like it's kind of like duh. Um, but what is not duh is SBF is sent to prison. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to highlight that. Uh, so that was like all the news, the, all the rage um, lately. So uh, yeah, SBF, if you haven't know, did know, yeah, he's like, I guess in jail for tampering. I didn't even really read into it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess that happened. Um, we can move on to the next topic though, if you want yeah, to, because a- we still got a lot to talk about. We got friend tech, AI. Yeah, I have I have some major alpha. Daddy, 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 Elon Musk. Yeah, I have some major alpha that I'm about to share, but I wanted to just update. So on the SBF thing, he is being housed at a Brooklyn jail, notorious for poor conditions. Uh, a little bit of update on that, which is like a repeat deja vu of last year at this time. I feel like he got sent to like a. A, a, a bad like a worse prison like wherever he was located at i don't know man I, 
whatever. I feel like he goes to jail apparently like every few months. So who knows? Then, yeah, somehow yeah, he gets, it, like, it gets out. out. But yeah, so some alpha for you. Uh, we usually have alpha segments of this podcast. Uh, I feel like we've been holding out the last like two just because we've gotten such good conversations. Um, Discord bots are on the rage right now, man. Unibot was the first one that really took off. Uh, it went like it, like 100x, bro, because uh, these Discord bots also have tokens attached to them. One recent one that I've actually been using, uh, shout out to Non-Refungible Radio uh, with Crypto Crier and FUD and all of them, Red Sox guy. Um, it, it's called Nunbot. Now, I'm not like, this is not financial advice. I'm not saying go buy this token, but I've been using their product and their product is good, dude. Like, like all you have to do is go to a Discord server that already has this set up and you can literally like type like slash create wallet. I don't remember the exact command and it creates you a DeFi trading wallet that boom, that's it. L- literally, that's it. So what I did was I went ahead and imported that, that, uh, that's, what's that called private key to my metamask to a metamask so boom now i have a, met, a new metamask wallet without having to do anything and from then on out you can do real-time trading from discord like with optimized gas as soon as coins go and follow what everybody else is doing so like uh, yesterday i bought another token which was another discord bot i literally just typed in the token address copy and pasted the address and the bot you know was like how much would you like to buy i typed in the amount bought it directly from discord and now at any given point, I type a command. Discord will give me a command to say, do you want to sell 25% of this, 50% of this, 100% of this, or do you want to set a custom amount? I could then sell that token. So talk about an easy onboarding for your Web2 friends. Like for your friends that are like maybe gamers or familiar with Discord and familiar commands, you could just be like, hey, man, like send me 100 bucks if you want to do some trading. Like this will create you a wallet. Literally just look at what I'm doing. And if something looks cool or what like, I'm talking about, like friends, friends, not like managing finances for other people, you know, like I, uh, but at the end of the day, like how easy it would be for them to get involved and in, uh, in that trading and stuff. So that the bot I'm talking about is none. I do have like a couple of I think I have like 29 tokens. They do have a revenue share. I think you have to own 50 tokens. Uh, basically, every how much is it per token right now? Like roughly? Uh, roughly, probably like a rough, probably yeah. like eight to ten dollars. Uh, I bought the first time too high, and then the second time I DCA'd. I'm trying to get to fifty so I can get that revenue share. Um, so the revenue share is like all the fee. They don't. They haven't even triggered their fees yet. Uh, their fees are going to be very minute. 03 percent if you don't own a certain amount of the token. Uh, or point six percent if you don't own a certain amount of the token. Point three percent if you do own a certain amount. And then those fees will be distributed amongst their holders. So I had a friend, so there's already been fees distributed uh, for the revenue share. And one of my friends has already gotten like 0.2 ETH from just holding the tokens. Now he probably has a lot. I know he has a lot, Uh, but it's still pretty cool. And I mean, obviously if the price were to like zoom, I would probably sell it and still use the bot. Uh, But the whole reason I bought is because of like, I use the product and the product is actually very good. You see a lot of these meme coins, there's not really a product behind it. It's just like a hype cycle. Um, But I'm not even saying this to shield none. I'm saying- But like, uh, so yeah, I get the coin, the technology, but like what, so like, what does this really help you do though other than create a wallet you know is it like copy trading trade like what is it doing to like actually make you money you know the product yeah i think copy trading would be a big part of it because like you literally see what people are like doing constantly and if you want to go buy some of that token that they just bought there is no like you don't have to go to uniswap or dex tools or whatever find the token address copy and paste that token address set your slippage uh, and then like go through that whole like buying process. It's literally like, oh, Kyle just bought uh, unicorn. But how does it? Do you have to program it to like follow me or like what is that? Like what's a process? Yeah, so, like so, walk us through that. Yeah. So if you're in the same Discord, uh, it's just all out in the open. So like I, there is no like following to my knowledge. Uh, it's just like if you just happen to be in the same Discord, which a discord that has it set up is going to have people using it because like that's kind of like the aim for the discord uh all the transactions are just right there you know and so like copy trading again mm-hmm. is just it's so fast and seamless and uh it also had is it automated does it like does it help you automate things or like what you know what i mean i'm trying to find like the the aha moment here yeah i mean it's automated in the sense of like i literally click a button to like copy trade you uh instead of like having to go like to the site and stuff it also sends you tokens it sends you update okay here's another thing it sends you updates so like let's say you just bought like none token 
um, it will. I, I can get it to send me updates, and in the Discord server, it will say, "Hey, your token went up twenty five percent. Do you want to sell it?" Hey, the token went down twenty five percent. So kind of like stop losses and stuff, but all within Discord. I mean, you can trade these meme coins or whatever token you want inside a discord like without leaving discord like to me that's a pretty like cool thing and there are like optimizations for it and like you can curate it to how you want it um and it does it also sends you new tokens i don't even know how it finds out these tokens so fast but it will send you like the like newest tokens that are on there and you can check your wallet and everything from discord so like for me this is like the first time that like metamask i'll say metamask like literally any wallet but your DeFi wallet can be like managed from discord like quickly you know at all at all any given time yeah the downside to it is yeah, that so if somebody, if somebody hacks spend, your Discord, then they can also, you know, get your wallet. Yeah, there's there's been, um, you know, really, there's been Telegram bots that have done this for years. Is is kind of why mm-hmm. I was asking, like, there's, you know, the, like bots. Like, I used to, I, I was able to program a bot, a trading bot, it, and um, that one specifically was okay. It just went mainly off of, like, technical analysis, like, tools, or like you know, um, yeah, I guess signal or not signals, but like, yeah, signals. But like at the same time, it just used like the basic indicators. Um, and then there was Telegram bots that did exactly kind of what you're you're talking about with the Discord bot. But I don't think there was necessary. Then there might there actually I've been seeing a lot of trading bots pop up again, like in the news. Just YouTubers covering it more often now. Um, with the rise of bots again, I think maybe they've get gotten a little bit more advanced. Like you were saying, now you can like create wallets or do maybe additional things with them. So that could be something I might be trying out. I don't know. Um, I, I want more value prop, you know, personally. Um, I would love to see like, you know, some maybe some automation there. Um, and if I am copy trading, like uh, maybe uh, like somebody way better than me at trading, I might definitely do that. Um, but there's that risk reward ratio that you have to be, um, aware Dude. of, uh, for folks in the audience. But so none of this is financial so advice. I just got pretty excited cause I haven't checked the price since I bought a couple days ago and I bought, like I put like, uh, 200 something dollars in at like $8 a token and it's at 13 right now. So Ayo. I'm up, uh, I mean, I don't know the exact percentage, but I'm up pretty good. I had no idea. When you asked me, I was like, see, I bought the top the first time at like 11 something dollars a token. I was like, well, that sucks because as soon as I bought it, crashed down to like eight. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll buy again. So I bought again at like eight something, and now it's at 13. Ayo, speaking of tech, um, we have AI and gaming, Unreal Engine 5 with City Build. Which is like essentially, you know, if you obviously if you're familiar with Unreal Engine, it's insane graphics. And you can basically go in and create these entire cities. Like one some guy, like one artist made this entire New York City from scratch in Unreal Engine. Um with the help of obviously AI, which is really accelerating compute. Accelerated compute um is essentially what um it, it is, but still very impressive. Um what was done there and uh, i tweeted about it and it went viral chris chris did a, a short on that as well um so yeah that's ai's getting pretty out of control yeah, you can make entire cities like in the matter mm-hmm. of like minutes it's crazy like, that that short that you are that uh, video that you shared like they used one artist to like recreate new york city and like not only did it recreate new york city in a very realistic manner it's also a playable city like you can actually like drop a game in it i'm that's probably not the correct term but you know what i mean like you it showed like somebody driving a car around the city uh so pretty dude ai is just gonna level up gaming to like something that like we really haven't seen yet uh and i know you've been saying this for a while uh it's just crazy like it becomes that reality becomes more and more real once you kind of see it happening and you're like man i knew this was probably gonna happen but like seeing it like you could really just like put a better visual on like how crazy this is gonna get yeah, and like the the traffic and even people, you can actually simulate that as well uh, with AI. So it's like really end to end. A lot of people confuse AI with like intelligence and like ChatGPT, but AI actually is is much more than that. It's accelerated compute as well. And like, what does that mean, Kyle? Well, um, if you just look at a, a video game like Call of Duty, like it helps accelerate your actual graphics in game because typically what happens with your computer is it doesn't have enough like rendering or graphic, you know, compute power 
to like fluidly show your guy like moving across the you know if you're like aiming and moving across like it, artificial intelligence has to basically fill in those gaps in the images because like your computer you like your screen and computer just doesn't move that quickly so quickly so that's why you need a graphics card in your computer to accelerate that compute and to actually literally predict the frames and it like will render those frames out in a split second and you're it looks like it's real life you moving around and that's how kind of accelerated that's crazy works. so it optimizes and, your your own computer as well like not just that yeah 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 and even further than that, NVIDIA is planning on using, um, coming out with a GPU that's literally made for AI. And it already has AI tensor cores built into the GPU for what I was just explaining, wow. like in games and stuff like that. And for other stuff you want to use it for, you know, even there's encoding and like all kinds of stuff like that. But uh, yeah, like they're going even further than that and making a more powerful GPU for, you know, actually running AI models at your home computer. Um, that way it'll help alleviate like some of their servers. Um, and so that way you can do testing as well. Like it's multifaceted approach and really brings AI to, um, home consumers. And for nerds like me that like want to geek out and have a personal AI model at home, like a Jarvis, for example, um, the possibilities are kind of getting, um, endless with this. And, and NVIDIA is really one of the few companies out there that has like the, the right, um, you know, company, the right process is manufacturing all of that to like make this happen. Um, even their servers, they just announced like, it's like they announced the largest GPU in the world, which will is literally the backbone of like all these AI models. You're seeing open AI, chat GPT. Um, it powers all those Oracle, the Amazon, like they are NVIDIA is a powerhouse. And that's why I asked on a poll, NVIDIA might pass Apple one day. If Apple doesn't like catch up to this technology, AI literally will be the backbone of everything we do in society. And um, and I said it before, like a year or two ago, NVIDIA is looking to be the Apple of the next generation. Like, so Apple, while they're making hardware, um, something's got to power that hardware. Like even the graphics, you know, in their, in their phones. And that's why Apple's trying to push for their own like custom silicon chips um, for like, they're trying to get ahead of this. And uh, so it's kind of going to be like an arms race. Who's going to be the like clear leader in the future? But Apple, of course, isn't going to go down quietly. They could just make their own systems, and they already are starting to build their own AI model. And so they're not going to just like sit down and let this happen. You're so. making me want to buy Nvidia stock, but it's up on 130 percent this year. Dude, I, I was I've been posting that up on Paul Barron Substack for like a year and a half, yeah. and I kept telling people I was like, and like, and I covered that like weekly on the podcast. I was like, Nvidia is. Like they're about to drop this AI and, um, you know, the macro experts out there, quote unquote, macro guys were like, oh, NVIDIA is like overinflated. It's overheated. And this was like, like when the stock was like 196 wow. bucks and obviously went up to like 400 yeah, and above yeah, now. Still above 400. And uh, I, I kept saying in the podcast, I was like, these, these macro guys, in my opinion, are wrong. Um, AI is literally going to power everything. NVIDIA is the only company right now, like that is the only company that can do this. AMD could do it, but it's going to take years for them to catch up to uh, NVIDIA I was just level. about to ask, Kyle, like, like give me and the viewers some alpha right now. If, if you had to like put your money on a runner up who's underrated right now, who's it going to be? Um, there's a lot of the tech stocks that have ran up. The one I'm kind of like looking at um, on the side is kind of IBM. And the reason why I say IBM is because they're one of the few companies that has a quantum computer. Um, mm -hmm. While NVIDIA has like the biggest GPU, NVIDIA has the biggest computer, like quantum computer in the world, like by, by magnitude of scale. And the next generation of compute is going to be from quantum compute. And they're already offering cloud compute, uh, cloud quantum compute services. And we're already seeing that with, uh, AI, how people are, you know, basically allowing for AI to be, you know, um, services and things like that. NVIDIA is doing it and uh, OpenAI is doing it to a degree with Bing. So it's like, you know, a give and take there. Um, but yeah, like in my opinion, quantum compute could be the next big one. Um, because like if you combine quantum compute with AI models, that's super intelligence. Like, forget yeah. about it. Like, that, I, think, I think that's why OpenAI kept saying, like, they, they posted in their blog, like, super intelligence could be here within the decade. Um, 
it could already technically be possible, but they haven't put any safeguards in place, and they know that. Um, for at least when you combine quantum compute with you know AI models, what does that look well, there, like? Okay, so there is a safeguard. That's like infinity. There is a safeguard in place just in case that happens, but I think we should leave that in the in our new Substack. I I, I don't think so. Not for quantum compute. Uh, well, <laughs> for th- quantum compute is unlimited. It's it's debatable, so, and I think we should I think we should drop the debate down in our in our, in our newsletter. So just no, just I don't to give you context, I don't want to explain it. I, I want it to be no, in the newsletter. No, just for quantum. <laughs> all right, we can explain it later, but just for give viewers a basis of how quantum compute works. It's not a normal computer. A normal computer processes bits, uh, bytes. I mean, and it's like um, a matrices of just zeros and ones, and a quantum computer can calculate. Like, so like a computer is just like a linear. So it's like zeros and ones and calculations. A quantum computer is you're filling in the additional layer. So it's like a 3D matrix of calculation and it's like unlimited at scale. Uh, so like you, it's like a grid. So like what was linear would just lines like a 2D piece of paper. Like a quantum computer basically turns a paper into a cube and that's how it can, pro- it, it's unlimited. Like it's literally limitless and no like they're not i don't think they're using it with ai right now for obvious reasons so well the only way to stop uh ai from becoming sentient and taking over the world will be left in our newsletter that we're going to drop so all right that's the alpha link alpha media lab the freaking alpha was ibm stock uh the alpha was discord bot like none uh there's another discord bot coming up um that's the alpha man and by the way i I wanted before we moved on from the ibm i did want to say uh it's just for the viewers it's 142 dollars right now um it's actually down three percent in the last five years so you can actually get in at a cheaper price than five years ago i own none of this stock um it's for this year it is up 6.37 percent so uh if what kyle is is saying is it comes to fruition i could could see uh i could see opportunity here so as per kyle's uh not financial advice go open up some call options uh on this uh i absolutely please don't do that (laughs) so to put it yeah put it in a context like you know back in 2012 um, it was like 184. And so we're entering a new age of computer um, with AI, quantum compute in 2023, and it's $40 under 2012 levels. So I don't know. I think it's one of those tech stocks that hasn't really caught on yet um, because like everybody's focused on NVIDIA, AMD, Microsoft, like the, the obvious players in AI, uh, but they're not like really paying attention to the next like generation of computer, which you need computers to like, you know, power the, you know, you know, you need quantum compute. Like if you really want to scale your processes up and your, your programs and, you know, I, I think literally nation entire nations will use quantum compute, um, especially this technology at scale and um, what's possible, like kind of like the flash. I, I think this might relate a little bit with viewers is like the flash, the show where the AI and the show could predict like things in the future and I think we'll get to that point where yeah. you can run advanced, yeah. uh, advanced, not only simulations, because we can already kind of do that with NVIDIA simulations world. Uh, they call it like Earth 2.0, but like Randy advanced Chavez. simulation. Well, no, 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 no. So that's a different one. That's a different, that's a Web3. Yeah. NVIDIA, it, what I'm talking about with NVIDIA, they can build, um, they're working on Earth 2, which is a just a digital twin of the Earth and simulations of like the weather but i mean like they can do simulations like that already but i mean like in 50 years how does this little thing affect society at scale and and what will that do and with quantum compute it's a little going to be more possible to predict those uh, a lot more precisely than just like regular ai like with quantum compute you might be able to solve like actual diseases and like actual things like that because it actually calculates things and not just like, it's not just a simulation. So that's why I say all that. Gotcha, man. Well, I, I guess I need to start loading up on some uh, IBM before 
our podcast catches traction. All right, you, you got do you got any X monetization though? I see that in the notes. What, what's the alpha man, bro? We got two minutes. We got one minute to run that yeah, up I, <laughs> before we. I end. got one more thing I want to say besides that too. But yeah, I'm monetized on X. Let's go, baby! I've been talking about this. I've been hey, talking about this for a long time. Uh, that it was they did require 15 million impressions over the course of three months, and I've been saying since the beginning this is not going to be sustainable because 15 million impressions is impossible for 99 percent of people. So I said they would lower it, bro. I was so right, man. They, they I told just lowered you. it like last week, like last Thursday, I think it was. Um, you know, not that I remember anything, but it was around like 8.30 p.m. my time. And um, it, they lowered it to 5 million impressions in the matter of three months. So they divided that by three. Uh, and I, your boy had 5.1 million impressions. So like I just passed over that threshold needed. And even 5 million is a lot. I'm not going to sit here and act like everybody's going to be able to hit. Everybody can hit 5 million. It's a lot more doable, but it's it's really for people who are like very much on the X platform. Um, so even that's kind of high, and I think they're eventually going to lower that. Um, so, yeah, I'm officially monetized. I haven't had my first month yet, so I don't know how much I'm going to make. Uh, it, we're not talking about big bucks here. We're talking about pennies. like Because the only thing that counts is your posts not your replies and then on top of that i think it's only verified users viewing your posts now i'm gonna be completely honest with you and this is how most people that are monetized are monetized most of my impressions came from comments so like that doesn't count now what what can count is when you comment on something it gets a lot of traction and then people come back to your profile if people come back to your profile and look at what your last post then that counts. So that's why you want to not only leave comments, but you want it to be like very like good comments. You don't want to be like a regurgitated meme that people laugh at, but don't really care about your profile. You want it to be like a thought. Yeah, bro, comment. You, you're in those spaces too, bro. So, you know, people are clicking on that profile yeah, yeah, very, while you're in those NFT now yeah, spaces. Very possible. Uh, and there's another spaces I'm about to be involved with and that I, I want to talk about before we conclude, which is going to be soon. But yeah, I am monetized on that. I'm going to run my, I'm going to run my own 24 hour, 48 hour spaces. And it's just going to be, that's it. I'm not going to even talk. <sighs> And I'll just have people clicking on That's my what head. Greg does. Greg doesn't I, talk. The uh, memer, uh, like Greg one two five eight six eight blah 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 blah. He he runs spaces a lot. Gets a ton of traction, and he doesn't talk in the spaces. He just gives like um, uh, emotes. He'll whisper every once in a while. He's probably getting banked, dude. Greg's great. He's probably getting. I mean, banked Elon's his reply that. guy. So any there's like less than ten people that Elon replies to. If you're one of those ten people, you're set, bro. Like, isn't everybody's gonna reply to you? Well, Greg, Greg's like. To put it into perspective or like context is Greg is like one of the most notorious memesters on Twitter. He's like, he's like a meme artist. Yeah, he is. Um, all right. So last thing I want to talk. He's funny stuff, man. He's got a lot of funny content. Last thing I want to say and kind of shill, I guess, um, is that like ordinals are not dead. A lot of people are like, oh, ordinals is a fad. They're down 98%. Uh, one of the companies I work for Bitcoin frontier fund just before we launched this podcast today, uh, announced our ordinals accelerator program. We're investing a hundred thousand dollars into ordinal startups. Um, so like there is still money in the ordinals space and uh, I'm really excited about the program and the information that can be found on Bitcoin frontier fund. But I also say that on this podcast, because I wanted to say like, I've been, I'm still bullish on ordinals. Like that it, it's not, I don't believe it was a fad. I believe it was overly hyped. So people came, they either got confused or didn't make money and then they left. Uh, and it hasn't really had a foundation to build on, but this accelerator program and a lot of other things that are happening in the ordinal space is the foundation needed uh, for it to become something. And I still think that this is just ordinals are like incredibly overlooked. Um, so I'm still bullish. Are you still bullish on ordinals, Kyle? Or you just, you just kind of made the content just for like, you know, people to watch. Um, so I still have the orange background on Twitter, so I'm still excited about the future of not only ordinals, but actually Bitcoin in general. Um, I've seen, you know, Trevor post about like how his thesis is everything's going to be on like Bitcoin layers and Ethereum layers. And I kind of agree with him, man, because that's kind of how it's already shaping out. Um, we've already seen it play out on Ethereum, but my, my guess is that, you know, um, as the excitement builds on Bitcoin, that there could be a lot of cases um, or layers and things like that that's going to part like happen on Bitcoin. Like there, you'll see more devs and more excitement around Bitcoin in general. As obviously, um, you know, this continues to the next happening and the Bitcoin ETF. So I think the when I look at the macro of it, I, I see that um, I kind of agree with Trevor on that man. Um, I think what like it's the most secure blockchain. It's like the most decentralized. Like a lot of people accredit that to Ethereum. But it's really Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Like Bitcoin is not only the OG, but it's like one of the safest 
it is the safest like blockchain. Um, and I, I see that as a benefit if you're going to build something on it. Now, you know, if you're a Bitcoin like purist, you might not like that. Um, but uh, it, it has its use cases and it's a Bitcoin. It increases Bitcoin's velocity um, and the possibilities of what are possible on Bitcoin. And uh, they'll, they'll have to figure out ways to scale Bitcoin accordingly uh, with all that, whether that's mining, what I don't know. Like, I'm not a Bitcoin developer. Um, that's going to be up to them to decide, you know, how to scale Bitcoin in certain ways, or maybe it is like through layers and layer twos and threes. Uh, but yeah, I've always been um, excited about Bitcoin. There was a time where I was kind of bearish on it because I was like, man, nothing's happening over here. All the excitement's like on Ethereum and all these other altcoins. But as time goes on, like I, I, I'm excited about it. And um, yeah, like um, I wish I didn't get rugged a long time ago with my Bitcoin because uh. I'd still... Yeah, because I'd still be even more bullish on Bitcoin. But yeah, with ordinals, the art, like I think it's um, serves its purpose as well because it's like obviously um, you can't censor it. You know, they, there's technically like the miners or whatever can like try to block it or whatever. Um, but that's extremely difficult. And other people could spin up nodes to like stop that from happening and just like, you know, run their own nodes. So there's like protections that could be put in place if that was going to be the case but um yeah I'm, I'm excited in general recursive ordinals like you know all the, the database of code on there like it's really exciting we've talked about it before um i just think things have like slowed down over there on ordinals um in terms of like uh the next like hype cycle or like what's the exciting things happening over there but in terms of like ordinals minting they're still minting out they're still like you know past 21 million so there's still a lot of like action quote unquote going on over there um, but I don't think it's going to like go away. I think it's going to persist and the development's going to persist. And uh, I think coming into this next bull run, people are going to start paying a little bit more attention. Agreed. Bullish on Bitcoin. If you like that, subscribe <laughs> and like the video. So with that being said, yeah, um, me and Chris, again, um, we'll, we'll try to get this podcast up on <laughs> on Spotify and all that stuff. Uh, it's been a very slow process. Um, because it's just me and Chris and we have to like manually do everything. So we're working on the website still. It's technically like you can actually go to it. It's unless you, you can actually see the mock-up, the links might not be right. Excuse me. What is it? DJandads.com. Yeah, but they should also check out our newsletter. That's going to be in the description. Uh, and we could also, what is that? Uh, what's it called? Alpha Media Labs. XYZ. Yeah, XYZ. Uh, we're going to be writing soon. Maybe. And we can include what I was talking about earlier uh, about that. That um, I don't want to give too much away, but the the way to not allow AI to take over everything. It's a very interesting way that I just learned the other day. Going to be dropping that in the newsletter. Um, we can also reference, of course, the website and all that fun stuff. So go subscribe to that yeah. right now and have an amazing day. Yep. Peace.